Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Bill Bennett, longtime college football coach, joins us with Paul Craig. I'm David Smoke. Other than, well, let me ask you this. Uh, bowl games can get frenetic and crazy. What about uh, the one in the Alamo Bowl with Washington and or uh, the Michigan State game, which is not fun to think about because that was a bizarre ending. Uh, what was your favorite like memory or two in, in a bowl game anywhere you've been? You know, I think that uh, early in my career, when I got a taste of it, we uh, right before A and M hired Jackie Sherrill, we had Tom Wilson was our head coach, and we had fought and ended up winning eight games, and we played Oklahoma State, and Jimmy Johnson was hot at the time, and Dave, we played them in the Independence Bowl. You know, there weren't that many bowls back then. <laughs> no and, kidding. And, and if if you went to a bowl. You, you were a good team, and they were loaded. They had Dexter Mann, Leslie O'Neill. I mean, and Gary Kubiak was our was our quarterback. And we had a, a guy that I had recruited from my hometown that played for Jerry. His name was Jimmy Williams. And we went in there, and I'll never forget this. This is crazy. Billy Cannon was on our team. And uh, my wife, my late wife, w- was at the game. And um, she had never met Jerry. And they were selling beer in in quart cartons. So <laughs> you, you can tell where this is going, right? <laughs> At, and it was cold. And we beat the socks off of them. And after the game, I, we were all excited. Gary Kubiak and Jimmy Williams, I mean, they connected like for four touchdowns. And anyway, I come out, and Nancy's out there. She was a beautiful blonde. And I said, what would you think? She goes, I think your brother's crazy. <laughs> I said, oh, you know, I immediately went, oh, what happened? She said, he almost got in a fight with Billy Cannon's dad. Oh, my And I guess. <laughs> and Billy was a linebacker for us. And it was crazy. But anyway, they – they became. They made up good friends. Both of them had had enjoyed the cartons uh, of beer. But I, I just remember because nowadays they would never think about giving you cartons. I mean, quart cartons. Mm. And, and uh, it was a fun game, and it, and it sort of exemplified the hard work we put in. You mean LSU legend Billy Cannon? Yeah, his son was played at A and M. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow! And he was in the stands. And he had told Jerry, sit down. And, of course, Jerry you know, mm. was coaching in Marshall and had a few choice words. They didn't know each other at the time. <laughs> After the game, they were all buddy-buddy. But my, but my, my late wife, she didn't think it was funny. She <laughs> said, Phil, it was, it was 
your brother's crazy, which he was. Yeah, you, it, I, it's I, not every I can day. Tell you that, yeah, it's not every day you get in a fracas with the highest trophy winner. Yeah, so, that's exactly. Right. I mean, the story is worth it. Coach, how do you, as a coach now, for I mean, different bowl games mean different things to different programs. It's a, it's a whole different thing. But if you are coaching one of the higher level bowl games and you've got guys opting out, you've got you know, if it's not in the playoff, it's not as important to some of them. Uh, how, guys in the portal, how do you rally a team around the cause of winning the bowl game and getting better on into the next year? You have to find the guys who want to play. If they don't want to play, I mean, I mean, right now, can you imagine people that are gambling on these games? I mean, I mean, you get, you got, you've got guys not, not playing, opting out. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I do know this. I know that you got to find the guys who actually want to play. And that's, that's the thing that I always remembered. I, I, I remember last year at North Texas, one of the things I appreciated about our kid after Seth got let go and we were playing Boise and they were, you know, two or three touchdown favorites. Our kids wanted to play and they played like it. Uh, and you just, how you practice, how you approach it. Uh, sort of like what I talked about during the season, Paul, you know, the kids will become a reflection of you. If you put importance on it, uh, it, it becomes important. I talked to Daryl Dickey, uh, who's at Georgia right now, and I said, well, how's the bowl practice going? And he told me, he said, if you're with Kirby Smart, you better be ready to practice and play every day. He said, this this Florida State game is a big game for us. He's made it a big game. And, and I think that's the way it works. Coach, uh, just how much growth do you see from young players during this time period? How how much how valuable is that uh, getting those fifteen practices for guys who normally aren't seeing the field? It's crazy how much you see kids. You know, you always we used to always keep about scrimmage and do how much improvement, how excited they are, and it does. I really believe it. It, it gives you a, a a chance, especially now that you're rebuilding your roster uh, to see. All right this is what we're going to look like in the spring. This guy could play or, you know, how it is. You know, I'm wondering nowadays, are they also cutting guys off the of bowl practice? You know, that becomes a two-way street. Are they, are they seeing the guys that can play and getting rid of the guys who can't? But but it's always a good time. It's in a very, uh, you know, it's not 100 degrees. It's not like fall camp. It's cooler. And, and the scrimmages are a lot of fun. Phil, the uh, the the uh, story about Malik Murphy, the quarterback who won a couple of games at Texas when yours was out, entering the portal. UT said, "Hey, if you want to hang around but still enter the portal, that's fine. We want you here." Um, probably a lot of background on that too. But why can't, for example, ten coaches, ten ads, ten presidents, ten ten athletes, student athletes—that's what I still call them. Get in a room and figure out a calendar to, to prevent this from happening. And then yet again, on top of that, every university or different universities, different parts of the country have different starts to their spring semester. We have to get some continuity with what's going on. I, 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 don't, I don't see us being able to survive if we don't. Number one, you mentioned it's a calendar. You know, where, where it's a calendar conducive to both sides you know these coaches who, who are depending on on these kids and vice versa 
I mean, you, we've got to be able to get this roster built, knowing what you need to do to get it built. The other thing on the player side, you know, how many openings do you leave that where you can leave the program? You know, you're going to have you right now. You've got a fall opening, you got a spring opening. I mean, why can't you just have one opening and, and then get with it? Uh, the other thing that's the big question right now, David, is is what are they going to do with uh, the injunction that, uh, about the, the multiple transfers? You know, and they say, hey, if, if, if the injunction is, is ceased, then whoever played in those games is going to be, you know, ineligible the rest of the way. That, that's, that's a lot of ifs and buts. Bill Bennett, longtime college football coach with us. Always a great segment. Mondays right here on 365 Sports. Yeah, um, there, there's just so many things, Coach. Do you feel like the industry uh, coaching might lose some guys uh, or they'll just, you know, take NFL jobs or uh, whatever because this is it's too complicated to follow anymore? I talked to, a, to a, a, a veteran head coach, and one of the things I mentioned that, I said, how are you doing it? And he said, the coaching aspect, he said, being with the players, I love it. He said, the practice, everything's the same. He said, I'm just too far into it. He's not, he's not old enough to retire. He said, we've just got to get, as David said, the, the powers to be, and we've got to get a common ground uh, that, that everybody can, can be pleased with, and we've got to get this right. And he said, we don't have – a ton of time, but yet we, we've got to get, and I think it's got to come from commissioners. It's got to come from ADs, presidents, and coaches. I think that the Coaches Association has, has got to be able to, to lead the charge because right now, and the other thing we haven't even talked about, these coaches have had absolutely no break, none. I mean, the summer, they didn't have summer break. I mean, because of the way the, the schedule was, I mean, there's families, children, marriages, everything is at stake. And if you ever thought that, that the pressure was on, it's on now more than ever. Coach, it was a different time uh, when you were here in Waco and that quarterback room was able to, uh, despite all odds, and granted times and rules were different, but kind of stay together. But is there any doubt in your mind that a Bryce Petty or a Seth Russell would have had coaches banging down their doors begging them to enter the transfer portal had that existed back then and is there any way that you you could have been able to kind of keep that together given uh the difference in rules nowadays with what art did that would be the only way the the significance of of how he used them uh those kids would have to say hey you know i'm gonna wait my turn uh but that yes i i mean i mean seth russell probably would have had every offer in the world which he didn't have coming out of Garland. Uh, you know, but, you know, I don't think Nick Florence, I mean, Nick doesn't get his his dues enough. I mean, who would ever thought that following a Heisman Trophy, great player, great guy, Robert Griffin, that, that Nick would do the things that he did. And, and uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just absolutely, you have one year. I mean, I, I was just reading where um, – the quarterback at, at at Ohio State made a statement. He said, "You know, it, was, it became obvious for me that that if I didn't beat Michigan, I was going to have to leave." Now, how how in the world, when you haven't lost a single game, but you lose your last game, 
would a kid ever think that? I mean, we we have something's wrong with that. All right, Jason Smith, you kind of know him. He was at Baylor, oh. drafted by the Rams. Uh, no, uh, yeah, the Rams. Yeah, Rams. And then he was on the staff when you were at North Texas. I saw something. Right. Is he leaving? Is he getting out of coaching? What's going on with Jason? No, no, no. He has got. Uh, he's going to be the associate head coach and the offensive line coach at Coffeyville Junior College. Oh, okay. Oh, Jay, Jay, they got him. They got him a great one. Jay Smooth is going to go to Coffeyville, Kansas, and uh, I'm telling you, he's got. He's got. You know, a lot of people get the bug for coaching. He is a working fool. I mean, I, I, I'm for a guy that was a first-round pick and just absolutely is unbelievable with the kids, they're going to miss him. Uh, he was instrumental with them, with them this year with, with Chandler uh, Rogers there. But he is – the kids loved him. We loved him. You know, of course, him and Clem have a special relationship, him and Art. And I always laugh. I said, you know – he tells me, he said, Coach, I was going to come to SMU till, till Baylor offered me right at the end. And, you know, he was sitting there at W.T. White. And of all things, people don't know this, his only touchdown, Sean Bell threw him a touchdown. They beat us, I think, in 2003 or 4, 25 to 20, 24, 25 to 20 or something. And, and one, of, one of their touchdowns was, was big smooth at tied in catching a touchdown from Sean Bell. Speaking of Sean Bell, I don't know if you've heard this or not. You probably have. Brian. Oh, I've been in, con- I've yeah. been in contact with him. Yeah, he, I, I'm a I, Sean Bell fan. I spoke with him for a little bit earlier this morning. He got, called me. He's at Houston. He said, go Cougs. Obviously, Brian played for Willie Fritz. And uh, the fact he's got an opportunity to be the passing game coordinator and the quarterback's coach for Fritz. Yeah, it's a. It's a it's a win win for for Sean and and uh, trust me when I tell you this he still loves Baylor um, his heart you know it was a it was a tough decision and uh, but but you know the ties to Willie he and I had been talking about things um, I was trying to help him here at A and uh, I just think he's a guy that I, I I think that he he's everything I want in a coach in, in aspect of knowing the game recruiting. I, I used to really enjoy going into to Magnolia when he was over there mm-hmm. in Magnolia West. And, and I just got to know him better and better. Uh, and then I thought his brother, I, you know, I always laugh. I tell his brother, I said, y'all played this so tough. We got four guys uh, hurt before we played West Virginia and held you know, we go up there and say, I'm going to blame you on my West Virginia fiasco. (laughs) But he did buy that. Uh, Phil, Sean is leaving his alma mater, and you did that. You know, and it, it helped you spread your wings a little bit. I know that it's tough because that's the place that you you love the most, and you're back in College Station near A and M now. But uh, in, in you know, in a retired capacity. But you uh, you left and spread. How much did that help you just grow as a coach, seeing other places and and and, and learning other systems? It, it was so beneficial, and and everybody, all my coaches here, told me said you've got to go. You know, and, and and I did come back. I got a chance to come back. And uh, but you know, it's 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 a growth pattern. And, and Sean, I think Sean's going to be a potential head coach one day. I really do. And, and I don't know where it will be, uh, but I just think he has the dynamics to do that. 
and and I'm excited for him. And, and he's never going to to not love Baylor uh, and his relationships and what it's given him. Uh, it's just there, just like I do A and M. I go, I look back on my life, and, and going to A and M was the best decision I ever made. And, and and I have great respect, and just like Sean does. Now it you've got to go out and do what's best. Coaching is a, as we all know, highly competitive. It, it, you you've got to produce nowadays, especially. And I just think this is the right time. And it's really a great break for him and his brother. I think his brother's going too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He, yeah, he's going to be the offensive analyst there like he was at Baylor and a chance yeah. to coach under a guy that meant a lot to him. Coach, yeah. two days away from National Signing Day. Granted, there's two of those nowadays, but this one's kind of the, the big one. Uh, for you, what were those last 48 hours like in terms of trying to, to nail down the class, make sure everything was in order? How frantic could it get and, and how crazy could it get in these final couple days before signing day? Back in the old days, when it when it was a little bit different, right now they would tell you, Coach, we'll call you. You know, I, I tell the story many times. You sit there, and you know everything's nice. You know, yeah, it's gonna be good. You're coming down this and that, and, and, I, and I I used to tell the young coaches, I said, Well, here's what you do. I said, If they come in and they tell you right before it, well, Coach, I had a great time. If they give you that butt. You stop them, and you tell them, you say, listen, we're going to play a little game here. We're going to see which one can hang up the fastest. <laughs> and, and you slam it. And they thought I was they thought I was kidding till we had it happen one time because you spend so much with those kids. You don't ever disrespect them, but you tell them, you know, they all tell you, if it comes down to the last day, coach, you're in it, you're in it, and then they turn you down, you probably were never in it. Uh, it's hectic. And I know that nowadays it's different because most kids, you know, the deal's been set. And think about this. The finances are set. They've agreed on a price, and they're coming. What was it like for your job to depend on 17- and 18-year-old kids once a year? (laughs) You know, we've talked many times on this show about Andrew Billings. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you 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 have some victories. And you have the feet. And, and the thing that I used to tell them, and I believe this with all my heart, it's the one time in their life they can really be selfish. You know, because because this is a huge decision. Everybody's heard the deal. You know, next year, why? You know, it's probably the biggest decision you're going to make. So take your time. And, and there, there is no, you know, I, I saw right now Marvin Jones' son, who was a five-star, went to Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, uh, didn't didn't go to Florida State. Guess where he's going now? Yep. He's going to Florida State. Uh, it's it's a little bit div- different right now, Craig, because you're talking about maybe a, a semester commitment or a year commitment at the most. So, uh, But it is. It, it's a fun time. You try to do everything you can to sell your product. Uh, I tell you, I'm excited for Baylor about this quarterback at uh, uh, Toledo. I, I happened to watch him a couple of times. He's dynamic. They got him a ball player there. How much, and he has one year left, he's seasoned, he is a dual threat. He can run like the Dickens, maybe as fast as, not. As, I'm not talking RG3, but he has the ability to go. Seth Russell did too. But how much as a defensive coach does someone who does put pressure on the defense 
not just scrambling or trying to get away, but he can run. Quarterback friendly, Dave. Quarterback friendly. I mean, imagine this year if we would have a little bit more uh, uh, play uh, extending at that position. And I think Chapin is good, but you, you know, I can remember uh, watching, you know, all quarterbacks. You watched the Cowboy game the other day. Uh, the kid at, at Buffalo, they didn't do a great job passing, didn't have to, but he extends plays, and, and it, it it does, I mean, it stresses the defense to the max. And this kid is, is a little bit like RG3. He's a rhythm, rhythm thrower, uh, and he he has good ball placement, good, and the other, I mean, 88 touchdowns. I mean, that's a lot of dang touchdowns. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Hey, we appreciate you every time you can join us. We'll get back to the semifinals and look ahead next week, if you don't mind. We still have a couple more questions for you. Thank you. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Craig? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you because I've been meaning to, but haven't found the right time. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, you guys faced off with him multiple times, and I don't think I've ever asked you before, but he had some massive performances against you guys, but also against a lot of other people. But did you have any sense, or I guess – what was it like preparing for him back then? And did you have any sense of just, hey, this might be the best football player in the world one day? Oh, yeah. We, we knew how good he was. You know, Clem recruited him uh, out of Chapel Hill, and, and uh, we, we really liked him. And, and of course, uh, Cliff did a great job recruiting him, getting him to Tech. But one of the things that stuck out on my mind, the best, you know, only the last year after Art was gone did they beat him. But uh, – Every year we played him, uh, the thing that always stuck out was his ability to, once again, to extend plays and throw on the run. I mean, he, his, his accuracy while being pressured was uncanny. And, and they had the little Grant kid that played at Miami. Uh, they had a huge tight end uh, I can't remember his name. Do you remember his name, David? The, yeah. I think it was – I, I want to think he was a part of the Campbell Award the, the one year. He was a part of a yeah. semifinalist. Jason Morrow. Jason, yeah, who? Jason Morrow. Jason Morrow, yeah. yeah. And, and, and um, you know, they really – I always – when Sam worked for Cliff, I, I used to tell him, I said, you know, if you'd only – if they'd only played a lick of defense, they could have been very similar to us at Baylor. And they just couldn't. It, it was um, – that they, they never had a defense to play with him. But in answer to your question too, he was he was calm. He he, he didn't he, he was very astute and 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 nothing seemed to bother him. And, and you can see that now. It, it's carried on in, into the NFL and will go on to the Hall of Fame with it. Last question I have for you is that you uh, have you driven a, a par four any time lately with a birdie or an eagle putt? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you come play with me. You're, 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 we're both going to have to go on, go. I don't care if the wind's blowing or not. Two thirty, we're going, we're, we're going for the hole. You, you know, somebody said, you know, you get my eyes have gotten better, my golf game got better, and now that I can hit, you know, the driver stuff, all of a sudden my chip and, and my button's gone to hell. Yeah, so the craziest game. Tying it together, it, it, it's not easy, but it's fun trying. I hope to see you down there very soon. Uh, thank you, Phil. Appreciate your time, and uh, we'll get you on next week to look ahead to the semis, if that's okay. We're not on Monday for Christmas, but 
Uh, in fact, we're off. My goodness, yeah, we're, we're going to be off next week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So we'll get him on on well, January second. You just keep me a breath. All right, we yeah. will. Thank <laughs> you, Coach. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.